there's a great um, quote, uh, you know, don't bother kids when they're skateboarding, you know, and, and, and the reason why is because they're mastering a skill and, th and that that process of mastery is, is the most important thing you can do. All right, welcome to another episode of Within the Game podcast. My name is Aaron Wexler, and I'm here with the one and only Laird Hamilton. Laird, thank you so much for being here, man. Aaron, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Laird, you're a legendary big wave surfer, the best big wave surfer the world has ever seen. You're an iconic waterman and ocean master, an innovator and, and pioneer. You're an entrepreneur and family man. Your IG is at Laird Hamilton Surf, and your website is LairdHamilton.com. Once again, Laird, I really appreciate you being here, man. I appreciate it. I, I always just say a human from Earth. You know, I just say I'm a human from Earth. And if you're something different, then we can talk about it. <laughs> Love that. Let's, hey, let's jump, uh, jump right into the theme of this podcast, Laird. Um, what does inspired living mean to you? I mean, I think it's, if you know, I think you have to be... Uh, well, you have to be optimistic. You have to have faith. Inspired living to me is connected to faith, which means you have to believe that, well, good things can happen. Because <laughs> uh, if you believe bad things can happen, that probably those will happen too. So I think, I think there has to be, there has to be some positive. I mean, inspiration is positive. So inspired living is having faith that positive things can happen. And, and, uh, and, you know, that's about belief. I love that. Um, you know, I've been listening to a lot of your podcasts and you're so transparent, you know, and, and you're just willing to show up and be available. And you talk a lot about honesty. And it just it just stuck with me because that to me is is kind of one of the foundations of, of being inspired. Right. Being honest, not just with the world, but being honest with yourself. Can you talk a, a little bit about that? Well, you know, when, when you talk about being honest with yourself, my mom had a great saying uh, that probably one of the greatest things she ever said to me, or, or at least the one that had the, that stuck with me the deepest. I mean, there's, and there was a lot, but you know, my mom said that if you can't be true to yourself, that you can't be true to anyone. And so I thought that's true. And so if you can't be true to yourself, you can't be true to anyone. So you got to start at your own house with you and being honest with yourself uh, and you know, and that, that's a deep thing. That's a deep thing when you, to really be honest with yourself. I think if you can be honest with yourself, then, then you have the capacity to be honest with other people. I mean, especially with your partner, with your family, with your friends, but it's got to start with you. Cause if you're not, if you're not honest with yourself, if you can't live up to your own words for yourself and, and in a way there's a, there's a selfishness about it, but yeah, you have to start you have to start with you and because you can't, you can't have a double life. You can't just be, you know, lying to yourself and not living up to your own words for yourself and then expect it to, to be different outside with other people. Man. And you know, the idea of inspired living when, and I was telling you um, before we started this, that I really thought of you, um, you know, and, and what you stand for and how you embody this, this idea of inspired living with everything that you do. And we'll get into that, but the one thing that came up for me is you allow yourself to go for it, right? And not just in surfing and not just dropping into a, a Chopu or a, a Nazare, but but like in everything, you just, you, 
like, can you talk about that? Allowing yourself to go for it? Because I really feel like that's, that's something that many of us, like you said, uh, like human beings, like we need to do that. We need to let ourselves go for it. Yeah. Well, there's something that goes with that really well is, you know, I, we say that, you know, we have a saying that, you know, we all are, are, um, are, we all are, are our own, each are the greatest inhibitors. We inhibit ourselves. So people, you know, we, and as I think as a human, you love to say, well, you know, I would do this be, if that guy hadn't done this or she hadn't done that. Or, you know, we're always looking, we're pointing other at other people, uh, you know, to, to justify maybe our, the lack of, of things happening and our lack of our belief or whatever it is, but, but we stop ourselves more than anyone stops us. We, we, we stop in, in, at least in our, in our society, in our world that we live in, you know, we, we, we are our greatest inhibitors. And, you know, I think a big piece of that is, you know, social pressure and, and, and your, and your, your fear of failure, you know, the fear of failure. I think the fear of failure prevents people from moving. I think that people are, you know, and, and social acceptance, you know, like, Hey, I'm not going to be accepted. So, I mean, this is a, a primal uh, reaction, right? Cause if you're not accepted by the community, you don't survive right in, in nature. So I think there's something really deep with it. I think that's why it's so dominant is we fear being accepted. And so, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that's something that I think I've had the fortune to kind of, deal with um I, I think because because of the way i grew up and because of you know things that i was exposed to that i stopped you know i care about the people that i care about it's reaction to what i do i do because i i value their opinion but i'm not going to give my happiness over to people that don't care about me um, because they don't care about me. And so they're not going to care if I'm happy or not happy. Or so I think that that's a piece of it, you know, but the fear of failure, I think once you, once you've gone through that process enough times, once you've failed and then got back up and, and, you know, done it, and then you failed again, and you, it almost becomes formulaic, you know, you just like, okay, here we are, we're in the failure part again, you know, fail, 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 and then you get a little glimpse of hope, and then fail, fail, and then a little glimpse, and then pretty soon more glimpse, and then pretty soon, the failure kind of, you're not failing, you're succeeding. And I think that's a big piece of it, but you still have to go through the, you know, you always go through those, the, the emotional roller coaster of that process. Can I, will I be able to, you know, injury has been a big piece of that. I think being hurt and, and, and when you do things physical and you need your body and you hurt yourself, then you're like, Hey, you know, am I going to be able to do this again? Will I do it? Like I used to do it. I mean, all those things that the, the scenarios that the brain runs in our minds uh, to get us to actually just stop because that, you know, ultimately the brain we're the body's always just wants to figure out a way to justify us doing nothing. Right. That's just really, it's, that's kind of its goal, right. Is to, is to, is to, is to reduce exposure to danger as much as it can. So whatever that looks like and danger comes in all kinds of faces and, you know, obviously failure is danger failure that's danger i mean right. falling you know drowning is danger but but being publicly humiliated is danger and having somebody laugh at you at school is danger i mean it's, these are all danger the body doesn't differentiate one danger for the next this is just a threat on the system so how do we avoid that well, don't move stay home you know mm. <laughs> definitely don't try anything that makes you look bad you know or, or just jump off a cliff you know <laughs> that works too <laughs> 
after you're done, it's good. You know, when you're up there, you're like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to make it. And then after you land, you're like, oh, that was amazing. So you want to do that again? <laughs> right, right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into ocean mindset. You know, I wrote this this topic because you know I'm a I'm an ocean person myself, and um, I know you're 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 just a waterman, ocean master. But I I wanted to talk to you about your mindset when it comes to the ocean. You mentioned in another podcast, uh, this book called Blue Mind. And I've, I've actually been listening to it quite a bit lately. And it's really awesome. I really recommend it. Um, could you talk about ocean mindset and what that means to you? And if you want to tie in, you know, Blue Mind and, and the themes in that book, go for it. You know, I, I mean, when I think about the ocean, I, I think about my home, you know, I think about a piece of something, right? It's like, in a way, the ocean's like the universe. It's like, you're just, it's a massive thing. So in a way, it's unexplored universe that you're a piece of. And so when I think about the mindset of it, I think about being part of it. It's like, people don't realize that part of the amazing thing about surfing is that you're in the ocean, you know? So you're, you're in an environment with creatures and you're, and you're just another creature in the environment, right? And so there's a certain honesty to that there's a certain honesty, there's a certain humility. I mean, the ocean is the master teacher, right? The, the ocean is the grand master uh, uh, teacher. That's, it's the king of the, of, of and, and, you know, there's a consciousness, the ocean has a consciousness, right? There's a, the ocean has the ability to conduct energy greater than any other substance, uh, right? So we know that it just conducts energy and, 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 uh, you know, I always say we're all equal before a wave, right? So we're all everybody. The wave doesn't discriminate, doesn't go, hey, I like you or you're that or you're this or you're, you know, you're smart, you're pretty, you're strong. You're the, doesn't do any of that. It just, just, just hammers you like the next guy. And your skill and your experience is the only thing that you can use um, to, to kind of survive the situation. You know, it's, it, it's interesting when you hear people talk, there's no wave conquering, there's waves surviving, there's the oceans allowing you to be on a wave and your ability to be on it is, you know, your skill at, at, at navigating is the only thing that allows, you know, that. But I, I think that for me, the, con, you know, ocean consciousness is really being connected and being part of something greater than yourself. And that, and that, and it's nature, it's, it's, it's mother nature. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's that, you know, it's, it's the, uh, what my friend calls it the super life, you know, it's the, I mean, I think there's a, that's a pretty, we could probably just use that subject for the, you know, the whole show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we totally could. And, and that book blew mind that, you know, it's, mm. it, it, it goes into like the, the science of what living next to a, a body of water does to the brain. And it's, it's really powerful. I've lived next to the, to the water my whole life and I couldn't imagine not living next to it. Um, yeah. Well, there's I mean, chemical stuff that happens too, right? There's negative ions. And I mean, there's things that happen chemically to our system. You know, it's like my Gabby always talks about like my bones being hard. And I go, yeah, well, if you soak your bones in salt water for your whole life, it definitely will harden the bones, you know, like, like stuff, but there's, there's definitely some, there's definitely visible and invisible things that happen from that relationship and from being in the ocean that, that, uh, some are measurable and some are not measurable. And so there's a reason why, you know, the most expensive property is next to the shoreline and people want to look at the horizon because it does something to the brain. It's like, there's a lot of stuff going on that, right. you know, right. that uh, I just, I just, I just go off a of feeling. I go, mm, feels good. Don't want to leave it. <laughs> 
I've heard you say before that um, you were able to get superhuman energy from the ocean. Could you expand on that a little bit? Well, I can tell you that, uh, you know, that first of all, being around, uh, and I don't know if this, the organism understands the output it's going to take because you can, I can almost feel like when a surf is going to be giant and, and, and the energy it's going to take to do to be in that, that environment that the system kind of revs up for that. And then when you come back from that environment, the, the energy that you have from it, from being in it, you're, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, one of those things where you fall in the vat of, you know, of nu nuclear thing and you come out and you're, you know, you're new, you, you're, you're all like energized. You get, you get, you get boosted from that. From that, I mean, and later on, you may be exhausted because, you know, after you get really energized and the only thing after is you get really, really tired, but it might be days later, you know, or weeks later, but yeah, definitely can definitely rev you up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, we could talk about the ocean, this whole show. Um, I, I wanted to get into surfing as a craft, um, you know, the, mm. the, the theme for this this show, this project that I'm doing is, is inspired living for really for athletes. It started for youth athletes and now it's kind of evolved into athletes and entrepreneurs. So again, you yep. kind of fit perfect in there, but surfing is a craft. And I want to try to make this relatable to someone who's, who doesn't surf or, or has never surfed, yep. you know, yep. um, we could talk about Chopu and, and, you know, all these big waves that you've done, um, Jaws, um, and, and toe-in stuff and stand-up paddle and hydrofoil. I'd love to get into hydrofoil stuff, but just surfing as a craft, you know, like talk about that and talk about the craftsmanship that it takes to ride these big waves and to, and to innovate and do these things that you're doing. Well, uh, you know, the thing about, I think one of the misconceptions about surfing is it is, is that it's, that it's the act of, you know, being on a board riding a wave but the truth is it's the really it's about the understanding of what a wave is going to do and waves are energy right these are this is energy moving through a substance so it's about understanding energy and its movement and how it moves and which way it's going to go and when it's going to do what and i mean and that that is the you know we talk about being a wave reader or ocean reader right like this is a life this is multiple lives. This is, this is a, this is an endless endeavor uh, that will never, that you, that you could never really totally perfect. Now, you know, getting on a wave and riding a wave, I mean, you can do some amazing stuff and, and, and that takes a skill, but you, but only your understanding of, of, of the, of the wave itself allows you really. And that's what I've come to understand is that we're really wave readers that we can look at waves. Like I can go and watch a, go to a beach where people are surfing and I go, oh, yeah, that guy's going to fall down. And the person's like, well, he hasn't even caught the wave yet. I go, he's going to fall, you know, like just because you can just see what's happening. And so I think there's a lot of it to that. I think there's the, there's, that is probably the most, the part of it that really is takes the mastery that takes the, that's the craft. The craft is understanding the ocean, right. And understanding, and this is like an un thing not to be understood. I mean, it's less than, less than, uh, you know, 3% ever been even explored. And then you're talking about trying to understand, understand it's like understanding an organism's behavior or something massive organism, but 
so I think that there's something to that. I think there are these, the ways in which we're able to ride the, the energy that's traveling through the water. It, I mean, these are the tools, right? These are tools that we use to, to harness our understanding of what the wave's doing. So these, now we have tools that we're able to harness our understanding of the energy. And so uh, there's something, you know, I mean, the, the, the truth is there's some, probably some deeper stuff to it than that we get and that we, you know, that we have from doing it that then we're ever going to understand. Maybe we can understand after we're done here and we go and we're like, Oh yeah, that that's why. But uh, the, the depth of it. And, and I think that that's at least for my, from my perspective, that's the only way that we're actually able. That's why we're so drawn to it. That's why we're, we're, relentless in our pursuit like it's ridiculous nobody's relentless like that in their pursuit for any activity like you just no one is i don't care what sport it is I care what you do you just not it's not you don't just live and eat and breathe it at this level like at this at this and and i mean mastery is mastery so in a way everything has that capacity um uh, there's a great um quote uh you know don't bother kids when they're skateboarding you know, and, and, and the reason why is because they're mastering a skill and, the, and that that process of mastery is, is the most important thing you can do. It's, I mean, other than, you know, have a family and have a mate and, but this is, these are the mastery of, of something is, 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 is a, is a, is a, is a, is a worthy endeavor, right. For your existence. It's like, you know, there's just things that you benefit from uh, in that process. There's just things that you get from the mastery of something. And, and so I always love that quote, you know, don't bother kids while they're skateboarding because they're trying to master something that's, you know, it's, and it's dangerous. And so that, and that always, whenever you add danger to anything, you're going it, to, it's definitely going to heighten the consequences, which is going to demand, uh, you know, higher levels of mastery. <laughs> right. Right. Um, could you, I, I need to ask you about Chopu and, and that, that toe in, um, experience that you had to kind of put yourself, you yeah. know, as an, as an icon, but, but before we do that, I, I know that you, they're really into hydrofoiling right now. Could you talk a little bit about the progression of hydrofoiling and, and where it's come from and now where it is now and where it's going? Well, the, the, the bay, you know, the, the truth is the, that the, well, m most great ideas, in fact, I would say all ideas, great ideas come from boredom. So um, I would say hydro hydrofoil came out of boredom. Uh, it was the middle of summer and uh, years ago, maybe 20 something years ago. And we were, um, it was, there was no surf and we were just like, you know, okay, what are we going to do? The wind wasn't blowing. There was no surf. And then a friend of mine, uh, this guy, Brett Lickle said, oh yeah, this guy's got this weird, like, you know, device in this garage for, you know, you can use for like towing behind a boat, you know, and I'm like, well, get the thing. Let's get it, get it. And so he brought this thing out, had cobwebs on it and stuff. And the air chair, so took, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we took that thing down and, and, uh, we got on it. We thought it was initially, we thought it was handicapped because it was at a chair and there was a belt seat belt. You were like attached to it. And when you crash, you just, you, we called it the scare chair and you just get slammed in your face. And, and we were like, Hey, we're surfers. We got to try to stand on this thing, you know? And so we just, this is the first day we started trying to stand on the device and we were able to stand up and go a little ways. We're like, that gives us hope. You know, we, we, it gave us a, a glimpse of hope. And then, and then, uh, 
And then we, we modified, we asked the guy if we could borrow it and we would, we took it apart. And as long as we didn't damage anything and we made a standing, a standing, uh, kind of a standing board with that, with that air chair foil, like aluminum foil for, like I said, behind a water ski boat, um, that came out of hydrofoil skis and, you know, the, 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 uh, and, and so we, we were playing with that. And at that same time, we had another thing happen where we kind of experienced, uh, and we figured out, we actually went and figured out that we could actually ride harness the waves energy with it, that we could use, that we could harness the energy, uh, with inside of the wave to, to push us with it. We didn't need to be towed. And that was a, that was kind of a big breakthrough. We're like, wow, we can fly on the waves energy, you know, with the, with a hydrofoil. And, and, uh, and then we had some giant surf and realized that surfboards were, had a limitation, uh, when it got to certain size that surfboards weren't, you know, surface riding holes, board, boards that were on the, on the surface of the water weren't, uh, going to allow us to be able to go out into the biggest conditions. Cause you know, our, we always kind of just go to giant giant. That's just where our heads are at. We're like, okay, that's great. And that's fun. But can, you know, big as the apex, right. We always, I always thought that if you, you know, it's like, you can't turn when you're going really fast. So it's all about big and speed. And, you know, we, we used to have saying the tricks for tricks for, for kids, but uh, so we did, we realized that hydrofoils were that, you know, that that was going to be the direction the deal with giant surf and surface texture. And, and then, and then I spent, um, uh, with a few friends of mine, uh, a group of guys in Hawaii, um, kind of every season for like 10, 12 years, we were just, we're foiling all every, that's what we did. And so, and then now, you know, now it's kind of taken off. They, they started using it in kiting, um, you know, and just for people that don't understand what a foil is they have people have a hard time kind of understanding it's really a it's a fin or a keel but it's a it's an airplane that's under the surface of the water that you're flying but you're connected to it by a board on top so you're standing so if you lean forward on the board the plane dives you lean back the plane goes up and you fly the plane below the surface by lean you know by balancing on the board um, which adds a whole nother dimension to to the uh a sport that we've been doing our whole lives. And in a way it's just, it's, it, it turns out that it's a natural, it's a natural evolution or a natural application to, you know, to our, what we've been doing. So it just seems it, it, now it seems natural that we would evolve to that, to that point, but it goes back to what we talked about in the beginning, that the willingness to fail and not worry about what people think. I mean, a lot of the things that I've been involved in kind of developing, uh, wouldn't exist if I would have, if I would have, uh, I, I could have, I would have been easily deterred by people, the naysayers. Right. So we've, I, I had people all the way. Oh, that's a, you look like a kook. That's stupid. Why would you do that? I mean, I, if I told you the amount of, you know, discouragement that I got every single one of those ideas, I would, you know, that's probably why they, a lot of times why the things don't happen is because people are get discouraged and they don't, you know, there's a great, there's a great entrepreneur, a woman, I, I don't remember her name, but I remember specifically what she said. And, and somebody asked her, well, you know, if you have an idea, you know, what do you, what would you, what, what, what do you do? Like, what would you do? And she goes, I just wouldn't tell anybody for a year because they would discourage you. And I was like, wow, that's true. 
Because if you go to your friend and you say, hey, I got this idea, like a thing, and you're going to do this and it, and it's going to do that. And when you do that, it's going to do it. They're going to be like, ah, it's stupid. Why would you do that? Because in a way, I think people will discourage you because in a way they don't want to have to reflect themselves on an idea that they have that they haven't done. And so in a way, I think it's part of back to the path of least resistance, right? Like, you know, the path is less resistance. If you don't, if somebody else, you know, isn't doing something cool. Don't, yeah. So if they're not doing something cool, then you don't need to do something cool. So then it's all good. Right. So um, it, there's, it's all connected. It's all connected. Right. So those things are connected to each other, but yeah, those, the, I mean, the hydrofoil is, that's my focus. People, I had somebody the other day say, well, you know, aren't you going to do pure surfing? And I'm like, first of all, I can't wait for you to tell me what pure surfing is. Right. I surfed <laughs> since I was, you know, a child, like since before, you know, my diapers, like, okay, what is pure surfing to you? Right. And they're like, well, on a surfboard, da, 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 that will get too much more pure than what we're doing, but cool, whatever you want to do. But again, it's back to social pressure and, 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 you know, we always want to, I think we have a tendency to, we, we need to ball. Don't define me by my equipment, right? Don't, don't, don't define uh, by the, by the, by. it's like, it's like, you know, and so you're a person, right? A person. And then he plays tennis. This guy's a. So let's just to jump right back where we were. We were talking about hydrofoiling. We were talking about, um, you know, innovating. And I, I want to like tie that into the flow because I, I've heard yep. you talk about the flow a lot and finding the zone. There's And, and just going back to, um, I had this thought going back to hydrofoiling. There's this really cool video of you catching this like endless wave. I think it's in Peru on YouTube. Yep on this yep. hydrofoil and I was watching you and it's a, it's a great uh, shot. It must be a drone or a helicopter. Um, and it just looks like you're in the flow there. And I was hoping you could kind of tie that mindset of being in the flow on that hydrofoil and to see if you can transition that into that Chopu experience that you had. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think uh, what happens when you've been doing uh, something for a, a long time, right. When you have, when you've, when you've done something, you know, it's like the, I, I talked about going fast. It's a great example. When you, the first time you, you go a hundred miles an hour, your, your vision, your vision is very narrow, right? You have a very narrow corridor uh, of focus. And then the thousandth time you've gone to a hundred, you, you have peripheral, like you can see the bird on the fence post as you fly down the road, right? And because your brain expands. And so as you go, faster and faster right and you get more comfortable and you can see more it takes less focus right it takes it takes less focus it takes less engagement uh and so what we've been able to do is through kind of starting from the beginning again we get to re-engage the focus we narrow the vision down so when you you know you're doing one type of sport or one type of you know board sport and then you go into another discipline, you know, you're, you're at the early stages again, you're at the first hundred miles an hour again. And so the vision is very narrow. The focus is very intense. Then you do it, do it, do it, do it. The vision expands less intense. Then we do, then we get another, another new discipline. And so, you know, and the, and the truth is that foiling uh, is so sensitive and, and demands, you know, I told somebody it's like doing downhill on a unicycle. 
you know, it, it, it demands uh, so much focus and still even at this point, because of the sensitivity, um, it, it just keeps, you know, it keeps you engaged. And the more engaged you are, the, the more, just the less distractions there are, right? Which is what flow is about, which flow state, which is about, there's a meditative aspect to it. I mean, there's just something, something that there's the, you know, living in the now, right? There's the, the there's the living in the now that you, that you, that you have, uh, that, that just makes you present. It makes you present and it, and it, because of that intense focus, right? And so, uh, you know, foiling, foiling does that very consistently and it doesn't take a giant wave. You know, what happened, what's happened in my surfing career is that as I evolved uh, through volume, to just volume and volume and volume and volume, uh, over time, you needed better and better conditions, right? You needed better and better situations. Um, it'd be like if you were the basketball player, pretty soon you're going to need the shot with the five seconds left for the final to win the game to get that kick that you got in the to have the shot at you know after the second half at the thing in the you know in the quarterfinal. Like you just you uh, you, you you're going to need more and more intensity. And 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 I was fortunate. Uh, to experience a wave in Tahiti that, that, that uh, is a well-known monumental uh, kind of moment uh, because of what it represented. It represented a, a kind of a culmination of my life's work, my life's beliefs. Um, you know, it was like a dream that I had had uh, of something that I never saw. Uh, and so that, and it manifested itself. Like it, it, so you know, and so that was an apex moment, right? So that was a, that was a moment I was never going to be able to, to make, you know, my first giant day at Chopu happen again, right? It was just never going to be. And I, and I, and then since then I've been, and I rode giant days there and had giant waves, but I, nothing like that, like that thing. So like a new discipline, it was, it was like, okay, now I need to find another, because then you're, there's a great saying, right? Never let your memories be bigger than your dreams. And so at a certain point, you don't want to live in the past, right? You don't want to be like, well, I rode that, you know, and like you, you can go to a bar and there's bars full of that every day, you know, like I was in back in high school when I ran the, touch, you know, it's like, you don't want that, right? That's, this is going to be, that's going to be a bad life. So let's, we're projecting into the future, right? So we want to get, be looking forward. Uh, and so that's the, uh, so that kind of that apex moment in Tahiti on that wave, you know, the part of the reason why it was, or there was a few reasons why that was in a monumental moment. I mean, first of all, the technique of towing that we had developed to ride waves that were unrideable until that point really hadn't completely been concreted in. It wasn't really in stone yet. It was still kind of vague, like, oh, you could ride that on this and they, maybe they could this and, you know, they do that moment was and that wave in particular really is a defining wave when it comes to rideable and unrideable like other waves you can go well maybe you could paddle in maybe you couldn't paddle in on that day when it's really giant you know you can't but but there's still this gray area in the middle that that can be debated which the humans the couch potatoes love to do that so this was like yeah no this was like rideable unrideable no debate no question really clean and simple and still to this day is like that very very nicely you know you're talking 21 years later it's still 
you know, writable, unwritable, and and everyone knows it. It's all good. So that that represented that, and then the ability to actually write it. That was the other part. So the technique of getting on one, and then actually actually being able to successfully navigate it without dying, uh, or not, or just not making it. Um, that was another piece of it. So again, for me, that was a, a you know a, 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 an emotional uh, moment, and then. And then knowing, okay, okay. And then somehow intuitively sensing like, Hey, this is, you know, okay, great. Now, now what's the next, what's our next move. Right. And so we shift, we shift into foiling and we focus on foiling and then we start going, you know, Hey, longest ride, fastest speed, you know, things that are interesting. You know, what, what, one thing that I've kind of come to learn is I really enjoy doing what I haven't done, mm-hmm. not doing, not doing what I have done again that's less interesting. It doesn't make it less fun. Um, sometimes that's ego. You know, you, sometimes you, I'll go show them, you know, like that, that kind of human thing of like, I'll show them, I'll go back and, sure. you know, but you did that. If you're good with it, then, then just don't let that be a limitation to keep evolving. And so, you know, the, at the present moment, foiling is the focus giant is always something, but giant's elusive uh, when you can pull back and make, make lesser things more con more uh consequential uh then they're more often then you sure. have more access instead of waiting for the for this one swell in 50 years um now it's every you know every winter multiple yeah. times a winter so that's a that's a that's a really uh, nice thing and it, it was an iconic, iconic moment at the uh, at Chopu, and you know you made the cover of National Geographic. Um, I'm going to link that that footage um, so if people don't realize what you accomplished there, that they can see it for themselves. I want to go back to flow though, because I, like I said before, I want to make this relatable. You know, not everyone's a surfer or an athlete yeah. or yeah. champion. Yeah, you yeah. know, is 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 flow something you can practice, or do you just have to let it happen? Well, I think you put yourself in situations. I think there's, there's, so there's a form of practice, right? There's a, the practice is, is that allowing yourself to get into the position to experiencing it. Um, you know, and, and part of that is, is that putting yourselves in positions that demand that uh, intensity, you know, and certain, I mean, certain sports take, you know, you have to be very, I mean, it, it makes it easier when you're great at something to get into that position. Um, but if you're, le- if you have less skill you can get in that position in some ways, almost easier, uh, because, because it takes less to get you into the position where when you're better, it takes more, even though you can get into it. Part of it is when you haven't experienced it too, it's sometimes it's, it's, it seems, uh, confusing it can be it can be confusing to be in a place of detachment when you're when your your whole thing is to be a, attached the whole time and then you're detached to experience it i mean chopu the, the i'll give i'll go back to that way for one second just to give you the sense of flow state flow state is when you slow things down that you so you have time and so in a way i and during the ride of that wave i was able to have a conversation with myself um that took a lot longer than the ride itself so um, in a way, somewhere in there, I had time and space. And that comes from the mechanism, you speeding things up, 
because if you to create slow motion, you have to you have to speed film up. So I don't know if people realize that, but to make slow motion film, you speed film up. The faster you run the film, the slower the motion is. And so that think about that in in our terms, which means the faster that you're assessing and you're seeing, the slower everything is. You have more time you have, in other words. So the, the ability to slow things down, you know, where it's the matrix where you're bending around, the bullets are flying by. I mean, this is because assessment is sped up to the point where you're given time in order to make decisions, right? And so that you can make the right decision because under the normal circumstances, the speed wouldn't allow you to make a good decision, which would result in the failure of it. And so there has to be consequence. Uh, and we can induce self-induced consequence quite easily. Like if you really don't like to lose, right. um, that works, <laughs> you know, a public embarrassment. Oh yeah, that'll work. Um, you know, getting hurt, that'll work. I mean, you know, all those, there's a lot of things that can induce that, uh, that, that, that heightened awareness, right. That, but it's consequence. There's gotta be a consequence and there's a lot of ways to have consequences, but to, in order to induce heightened awareness, which will result in flow state because you will, uh, you'll slow things down from sped up assessment. So you, you speed up assessment and then you have time to make decisions, which is, which is then everything else goes away, right? There's, there's no, you're not thinking about anything else. You're not thinking about anything else. The person in the crowd, the problems on the land, you're not, there's just no, not, nothing is except. So that's, you know, that's, that's kind of as present as you can be. Well, speaking of that, and, and practicing that, I'd love to transition into the XBT program because I feel like that program, even though I haven't done it and I would love to one day, um, it, it seems like you guys train for that, that moment or that you train for the flow state almost, you know, being underwater with the dumbbells and just doing all this, you know, the ice baths and the hot sauna. Like, could you talk a little bit about that, but tie it into the flow state? Well, so again, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it goes back to perspective, but it also is, is, you know, that it's like the body doesn't know the difference. Like when you put stress on the system, it doesn't know the difference between the stress of the ice or the stress of the heat or the stress of the breath holding or the stress of, you know, stress is stress on the system. And so in a way you can train for stress um, through putting the body in stress. And so, and when you're in, in that stressful situation, whether you're underwater with weights or you're in the heat or you're in the ice, you, you, uh, those situations bring you into the now, right? They bring you into the now, which right. is flow state, which is back to flow state. So you're in, you're in it. And so though though those because when you and 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 it not it won't be the whole time you don't just get in the heat and you're in the now and you're like cool no it's at the end when you want to get out it's like it's at the moment when you're in the ice and you're like it's freaking cold and you're like i want to get out but i'm not going to get out and you're running that scenario in your head and you're like should i get out and another thing all that stuff but in that moment that that is that's the now right that's the now when you're underwater and you're like you're at the end of your breath and you're like, and you have another 10 feet to go. And you're like, that's the thing. I just want to put these things down and, you know, I want to jump to the surface. That's the now, right. That's the, that's the time when 
when you're on the wave and your brain's like jump off and then you're like, oh, I don't want to jump off. And if I jump off, I can't make it, but I got to stay on, you know, it's like, that's the same scenario, just a different, different vocabulary, but you're still in this kind of in the same situation. So those things really do help in that other thing, right? That that's going to, when you get in this other strip, you know, and if you're going to fight a fire, if you're going to be in a flood, if you're going to be in a hurricane, if you're going to be on a giant wave, if you're going to be in the, you know, I mean, it's just going to help. It's you, those are all interconnected. That they're all going to be supportive to one another. And so, the more you can expose yourself to that, the 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 better you'll react when you're exposed to that. It's just kind of it's just math. It's all back to yeah. math. It always goes back to math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense. Could you talk a little bit about the breath work? Because uh, and specifically, um, like for anyone listening to this, you know, breath, it will first explain breath work. But for me, I'll, I'll just tell you where I'm coming from. You know, my dad, who's, who's probably going to listen to this, Howard Wexler, he actually gave me a rebirthing session um, when I was a little younger and it was kind of magical. And rebirthing is basically, you know, lying on your back and a guide guiding you through these deep breathing patterns. And you, you they call it rebirthing because afterwards you actually kind of feel like brand new. You feel re rebirthed uh, to a certain extent. But I was hoping you could talk a little bit about breath work for athletes or entrepreneurs or anyone who is like, what do you mean by breath work? Well, I think I think when you if, if you said to me, what's breath work? I, the first thing I'd say is conscious awareness to breathing just bringing attention to it, like, like mind bringing mindfulness to your breath, like hey, air is going in and out of this hole, these holes in my face. And that's allowing me to be alive. Right. So that's the first thing I would say that, you know, just a consciousness to your breath would be, that's the beginning of breath work. And then you can go into the, the, you know, you can go into the relationship with your breath, right? We, we know that breath holding, we know, that's why the water is so good because the water, nothing makes you more conscious of your breath than the water. Because, well, first of all, we have an, and we have a deep primitive fear of drowning because in our evolution, there's been a lot of drownings throughout the history of man, right? And water is a dangerous place for man to be because there's no air. And so that brings a primal fear. And that brings a consciousness to our to how important air is. Believe me, not, air has never been more important than when you're down and it's up there and you're down there. So sure. I think that that connection. Um, and then you go into the the you know that you go into the mechanics of breathing. Of course, nose breathing is you know understand how amazing is it. We recently learned that that most athletes are like on the low end of of, of the cardiovascular, like health, like they just right. have, they don't, they, it's crazy, but you're like, how does, how can that even be? But it's, you know, I, I think we're all CO2 tolerant somewhere in the last 200 years. Um, you know, we, we, uh, uh, we're all, we, we, we all have a lack of CO2 tolerance, but somewhere in the last 200 years that we, we started mouth breathing. Uh, we're not sure why, um, hmm. that changes our physiology. It changed our jaw. It changed our, it's changing our faces. Um, it's definitely changing our health. So, uh, you know, bringing, bringing, you know, starting to breathe through your nose, working on nose breathing, uh, doing breathing patterns, you know, uh, spending time. I mean, we do breathing, we do breath work on a regular basis. Well, you know, we could, I, I could take anyone through, uh, you know, a roller coaster of breath training that, that could, could 
simulate, you know, a, a, an, Alp, an Alpine climb and a, and a bike ride. And, a, you know, I mean, I can, you can take people on a spiritual journey. Obviously you, your father did it. You had a rebirthing. I mean, you can go and, I mean, I, I don't want to be too hocus pocus, but you can go see some ancestors if you want. I'd love to <laughs> go. go. I'd love to go there go. with you. Yeah. I'd love to go you there go for night. a second. Yeah. You, know? you can go nighty night. I mean, it's pretty, I mean, it, and, and you know, what's interesting about any of breath work and, you know, whether, whether you've done any of it or none of it, uh, you, you know, it's what you put in is what you get out, like everything, you know, and it's like, you put like we 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 do some stuff with XPT. We have a breathing app. It's a pretty cool app that you can get, and you can you can have. Uh, I do some of the courses. We have uh, some you know our master trainers, uh, you know, walk you through these these patterns. It's kind of nice being walked through a pattern because you can just kind of disconnect from looking at a time and looking at that stuff, but and go by feel. Um, but yeah, the the you know, I mean, the profound effect on our system, you can, you can make yourself a lot more cardiovascularly efficient, you can make yourself, uh, you know, uh, you can increase your VO2 max, you can definitely affect your health, seriously, uh, you know, and I mean, some of these guys are, I mean, you can affect illnesses, I mean, there's just a, it just, there's, there's the depth of it, uh, really deserves attention. I mean, if, you know, I told, if, if, if you could do one thing in your life, I mean, okay, diet's hugely important, you know, rest is, you know, important breathing is up there at the top of, you know, important, uh, and, and just profound and definitely can, can, you know, help with anxiety immensely. Like, like, especially in this pandemic, I mean, you want to talk about dealing with anxiety, but breath works all about anxiety. It's all about reducing anxiety and, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 yeah. So we, 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 you know, I think we have a natural connection to, to the importance of breathing because we deal with being in the ocean. And so there's a, there's, we always have that, that on our mind, but, uh, but yeah, there's just no one, no, the, no one that doesn't benefits and from it and athletes. And I mean, we do a lot of work around nose breathing and for cardio training as well. So biking, running, uh, you know, rowing, assault bike, all nose breathing stuff. And so we do, there's just, there's kind of no end to it. And you can go out there and just start exploring the internet and just start looking. I mean, there's so many different patterns that you can do. Um, but the nose is the most important, you know, the, the nose is the, is the king. Uh, just recently I learned about kind of the three sounds that you can make without a tongue. And so there's uh, uh which is, ah, oh, and mm, right, ah, oh, mm, which is om or amen, but those are the three sounds. And when you those sounds and the vibration of those sounds in your system can affect a lot of your a lot of I mean it can cure mental issues and affect depression and anxiety and and have a bunch of other effects. But the one interesting um, stat that I like was that the vibration of the sinus cavity induces nitric oxide production by about 200%. And so what happens is if when you exhale through your nose and vibrate the sinus cavity, you increase the gas nitric oxide, which is emitted in your sinuses so that that goes into your lung and helps the body absorb oxygen. And so there's some, you know, there's some science behind why people are going mm, and oming. It's not just 
a hocus pocus, like make a funny sound or make a vibration. It's there's, there's chemical reactions happening in the body, just like we talked about with the blue mind in the ocean. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's a visible and the invisible, right? And so the invisible, there's a lot of invisible. And so I think that people, we live, we live on such a physical plane. I think that we undervalue the invisible. And I think that, that, uh, the, you know, there's some of the overlap right now with the visible and the invisible, because as we learn and become a little more aware, uh, scientifically we're at measure invisible, but invisible is as big and as powerful as visible. So think about visible and then go from there. So, man, I, I really do want to go there with you for a second in terms of spirituality. I'm a spiritual person. You mentioned earlier, you said path of least resistance that that stuck with me. That's uh, Abraham Hicks. I feel like a little bit coming through right there. Um, but I, I wanted to quote, I found this quote, you said some in some podcast, or maybe it was your book, which I have right here. Um, I believe that our imagination is our connection to higher knowledge. Do you remember writing that or do you, does that resonate with you? Yeah, that resonates. <laughs> Whether I, I wrote it, I mean, usually, uh, you know, I think most of us, we, we just repeat what we hear, right? I mean, I think that's we, we, how would you say something that you hadn't heard before? We're just, that's not what we do, right? So in a way, I think it, whether you create your own version of it, but yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. Uh, because I mean, think about it. Think about yeah. think about everything that exists on and everything that's especially now lately. Where's this stuff coming from? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's it's uh, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's ideas and ideas are come from imagination. And, and uh, you know, I mean, look, watch movies, uh, you know, look at create, look at things that we're making. I mean, it's if it's not obvious there, I, I you know, I don't know how to help you. And then, well, in terms of the breath, though, I think I've heard you say before that, you know, the spirit enters the body when you take your first breath and Absolutely. when you take your last breath, right? And under normal circumstances, unless you have machines keeping the thing alive, but in the, in nature, you know, it's, it, I mean, and, and the ha or the ah, the, the breath is the breath of life, right? The, in the Polynesian culture, that's the, that's the, that's the whole thing like that's the it's the breath of life right that's that's life life is breath but it is a, there is a rather interesting a rather interesting uh relationship between spirit and breath right that's that's a that's an interesting that's an that's an interesting relationship spirit and breath they're 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 definitely connected because normally in in life when the breath leaves the spirit leaves i mean people stop breathing and then they talk about out-of-body experiences and they start to breathe and the spirit comes back in so there's some afterlife they're after kind of there's some stuff that happened that you, that you can read about that people have had near-death experiences and that gives it more of an obvious connection where you're connecting it and it just makes sense i've done some breath work where you know where it's almost like the spirit thought well it seems like you're going to stop breathing now and like go outside of yourself and look back you know and, and look down on yourself and so i don't know if that's the brain playing tricks or or not, but it's working for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to transition and in, in last segment here about you okay. know, being, a, being an entrepreneur, but you know um, just the last thing on that is, you know, when you're going through your day, you know, and, and, and not just you, anyone listening to this, right? Like when we're going through our day and we're just, you know, we're focused on making money and, and doing what we need to do, you know, that, that 
spiritual force inside of us, we shouldn't forget that, right? I feel like a lot of us forget that when we're just busy and busy and we're going through our life and we're doing this and we're doing that. But there is this connection. There's this connection to, you could call it a higher power. You could call it, you know, whether you're religious or spiritual, whatever it is, there's a connection there. And I feel like a lot of us, specifically athletes, right? We, we kind of tend to not remember that because we're so focused all the time and we have these goals and we're like, okay, I got to do this and I got to do that. But you know, that, that force is there, right? Laird, it's there. And, and it, I think it's worth respecting and recognizing. You know, I'll, I'll use, uh, 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 yeah, I mean, there's a thing called intuition, right? So you have this skill, you have the skill where you have an intuition, right? You have a sense of something you can just, that you can't, you just, you can't see it, but you can feel it. And you just kind of have, you have that ability, right? You have a, you have a, uh, like a, 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 an intuition, you have a sense of something, right? It's there. And that's a skill that un, un, uh, used, un, un, unused diminishes, right? It, it, it goes away or gets numbed or, or just, you know, it's like a muscle you don't use atrophies, right? So it's the same. It's the same thing, which is when you don't bring, and I'm guilty of it. I think we all are. I think part of, part of the physical is a distraction to bring us away from it. Like we're bombarded constantly daily to be distracted so that we're brought away from that connection. I mean, that's part of the bright light, dark shadow. That's part of the, you know, the nature of the way the, the, you know, whatever battles occurring in the battery, you know, the negative pole, the positive pole. I mean, it's, that's what's going on. And so I think when you un, when you're not conscious of it, and I think I, I know that just being connected to the ocean and certain things kind of helps me get reconnected, whether I'm, whether I'm, and I think every, I don't, not everybody has such a good resource to do that. I think sometimes um, the people's, uh, people don't have that opportunity as often. So, so, so uh, outside of them. And so in a way they had their force there, they have to try to do it on their own more. And, but again, it's an atrophy, it's a muscle. Like it's a, it's a, a thing that if you're not using and you're not thinking and you're not connected to it, that it, that it, you know, in the, in the great book, it talks about, you know, they gave, he gave them away to their debased minds. Um, you know, the, the, there, there's something to that, right. There's something to a certain point. If you're not reacting, you know, I know that I try to react to my intuitions. Like I go, Hey, you know what? I got this feeling about that thing. And I'll just, I'll just react to it. And then I get that feelings, those feelings more often. I'm able to react more often to them. And all of a sudden it's like, it happens more and I'm using it and versus where, when I don't use it, it slowly diminishes and then I stop getting it and it doesn't happen. And so I think it, and, and I, th I believe that that your, your connection to, to the, you know, the grand architect or the, the energy, the grand, the grand resource or the, you know, the mastermind of the universe is connected to that. Right. I think that there's a thing to that, that, that you have to acknowledge and be aware and be in tuned uh, with it. Um, and, and I'm guilty of not of that falling into the, you know, just the, the dredgeries of living and that and and not being connected and but that's something that we have to you know we have to put effort into we have to put we have to put time into it and there's nowhere it, it, there's nowhere that says you you know 
that you don't need to do that. <laughs> and that, and that comes from that clarity, right? Like clarity is such a big thing. I know you've talked about, you know, stop, uh, stopping drinking, you know, and, and finding more and more clarity because, you know, with, without that clarity, that's a, the challenge just, can, it, it just increases, right? I it mean, is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause it's, it's fog. You're trying to see right. something through the fog. So right. the, the, the more you can clear stuff out, the, the, the better you can see. It's just, it's not, I mean, it, it, it's interesting that process and, you know, but you have to be willing, you have to be, and it goes, again, it goes back to being honest with yourself. You know, if you can't be true to yourself, can't be true to anybody, you know, Love it's that. like, Oh yeah, I can stop drinking anytime I want. I'm like, Oh sure. Okay. Then oh, I can stop drinking anytime I want. And then you just do that, you know, for 30 years. And then you're like, not oh, hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I'm clear this morning because I'm I'm drinking your uh, your layered superfood. Let, let's talk about that real quick before I let you go. Um, Perfect. Again, this okay. has been amazing. Okay. Thank you so much. But um, you, you're an entrepreneur. You have this amazing uh, superfood, this layered superfood. Yep. Talk about that for a second, and, and talk about where that came from, and and how people can get some of that. Well, the, it came from a daily uh, a daily ritual. I, we and we have that in with the company. Laird Laird Superfood is the business started out of a daily ritual that I had uh started out of uh my love for coffee ultimately and then yeah. and then um my kind of wanting to turn coffee into a, a more performance-based um you know kind of uh i would say habit performance-based habit and then and then realizing that you know and then so i had a friend that i was working on another project with um and, and who who tried it and was like, what do you, what is this? Like, this stuff's crazy. And I, and I, I gave him the recipe and then he's like, well, let's try to make something. And we made like a powdered version of the, of my concoction um, uh, with coffee and all these different kinds of fats and, and, and uh, turmeric and a bunch of different stuff. But we made an original creamer. Um, we made a powered version. The third one was like the original creamer. And that was the, the that was the founding product of Laird Superfood. And then Laird Superfood um, is, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you can online, you have a, we have great online uh, sampling, great ordering online. And then, and then we you know we're in all, you know, we're in Whole Foods and Costco's and there's, we have products all, uh, all over out there. Um Online is great because you can go to our go to LairdSuperfood.com and see a lot of the, all the products and 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 the what the business has turned into really is is it's our values uh, the way we kind of go about living um, in in a food form which you know we're trying to make the the kind of the cleanest affordable good tasting functional products uh, that people can use in, in kind of their daily life. And so we have a, a variation, we have incredible, you know, pro plant-based protein. It's all plant-based. Um, the products are all plant-based and we have a line of creamers. that was the founding products. And then we went into, now we've gone into, to, uh, you know, we have milk, plant milks, powdered plant milks. We have, we have liquid creamers coming out. We have, uh, you know, uh, we have greens formulas, morning wake up, you know, daily ritual stuff. We have uh, just an incredible uh, line of powder products. And then now we have liquid creamers coming out, but you know, we got, we got now even for, we're working for kids stuff. Like we have cookies and, and brownies and, and, you know, and uh, pancake mix and all that stuff, but really with clean ingredients and always trying to put something functional in it, something healthy. So that's our, 
you know, we're kind of trying to take these things that we do on a regular basis and, and stimulate, uh, you know, put, we're putting ocean minerals in there and we're putting some great, you know, we're putting stuff in that's, that's, uh, you know, good for you. It's really so, good. I, I, yeah. I, I got the liquid creamer from uh, Whole Foods and I, you oh, know, yeah. I love, I love coffee too, but it, what's cool about this creamer is that it actually gives you like that focus more than the coffee because sure. the coffee gives you a little buzz and it, you know, wakes you up a little yeah. bit, but this is like, man, yeah. like I'm, I'm, I'm jiving on this one, you know? So I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, it. the clarity, it's about the mental clarity. It's about the, right. focus. that's the whole thing is that it's really about making coffee functional. People don't realize that caffeine revs you up, but that doesn't make your brain clear. Right. Your brain really wants the fat, the good fats to feed on. And so you get that mental clarity with the energy time releases the caffeine you can roll on that stuff. Like we, 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 we can, you can, you could run for six hours on a couple of cups and not, yeah. and, and not even blink. So yeah, it's but really yeah good. we're, we're excited. People love people are, we're just really trying to grow, grow the company and try to get it to as many people as we can. Cause we really believe that, you know, one of our mantras is better food is a better you. And so like breathing is important. We know food is, you know, is important. And so, yeah. and people, and people are, you know, mineral deficient and, fat good high quality fat deficient just there's just areas that we can people can really benefit so that's yep. that's our objective we got a, a bunch of really great mushroom um products as well we're putting on mushrooms and a lot of the creamers and because it all just all of the adapted just there's just so many things and we're trying to build a brand that people can trust that's our biggest yeah. our, our biggest thing is to build a brand that people can rely on to to provide them with stuff without them having to be a scientist and read confusing labels and and, and we're trying to kind of, you know, do the homework for them so they can trust us and we can, you know, be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah. That honesty. Yeah. Um, I'll link that here uh, when, when this okay. is published and then last two things and I'll okay. let you go. I okay. need to thank you because you helped me with the idea of task completion in the morning, which is making your bed and cleaning the kitchen right away. I've heard you talk about that on some podcasts and I have to thank you and anyone listening out there, like, um, task completion first thing in the morning could you, you just briefly talk about the importance of that because well really i heard a general powerful. you know i learned it uh i mean i naturally was doing it and and benefiting from it without knowing why uh, and then i heard a general uh give a speech and and he said the reason you know people go that he said you know why we make our beds in the morning like that like in the military you have to make your bed and you have to make your bed good well yeah. like that's be made well and he goes, because you want to start your day completing a task, because then if you complete one, you can complete other ones. And it just goes down the line. And it's a little bit like the same thing with the food. You, when you start your day with these quality ingredients in the body, seeking those throughout the day, and you start it on the right foot, and then you go from there. And so task yeah. completion is all about that, starting on the right foot, completing something. Yep. This book is awesome. Thank I, you. Uh, I appreciate you. you making, doing this project, yeah. everyone out yeah. there go buy this book. It's, it's a great book for anybody, whether you're a surfer, yeah. athlete, entrepreneur, it's awesome, dude. Thank and then you. the, uh, and I'll link this as well. Um, and then the other one that I just got was Thank brand you. new. I, I think you just published something yeah. on Life Audible. Rider. Yeah. Yeah. Life dude, I'm, I'm listening to that right yeah. now. It's, uh, it's, it's okay, really good. cool. So you got some good stuff, man. Laird, I really Thank appreciate you. you for doing this. Like, like I said before, it was a full circle moment for me. I'd love to do a part two with you sometime. You. Gabby, you're always invited to. And um, I appreciate you, bro. Okay. I appreciate you. I'll Thank see you, you later, so, Aaron. Thank Mahalo. you so much, man. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. This episode is brought to you by DAF Global. 
If you're looking to start a podcast or you have a podcast and you're looking for editing services, hit up my guys, Oliver and Garrett at DAF Global. They're awesome. They help me with this podcast and they take care of all kinds of different services like editing and audio enhancement. And they're great to work with. They're also offering a 10% discount to all within the game listeners. So hit my guys up at DAF Global on Instagram and also on their website, www.dafglobal.co.uk.